Good morning, Aurora. How you doing? The time is now 8.01 a.m. Thursday, 28th of May. It is a cloudy day outside. 69 degrees is the temperature, 95% humidity. Uh, and it's look like it will be a rainy day today. It is a rainy day and a sad day. We mourn the loss of Mr. George Floyd, uh, the young brother who was killed uh, in a confrontation with the uh, police recently um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, it is now 8.02. We'll be going over the article that was posted yesterday, uh, and that was about qualified immunity. Uh, if you're not familiar with qualified immunity, we'll be going over that today. And we'll be uh, reading from that article, and then we'll be reading a recent uh, headline, something that just happened, uh, in regards to the officer in the case, uh, the main officer, but we'll get to that when the time is right. Um, so coming up today, uh, today is Thursday, uh, the pop-up food pantry is taking place uh, from 9 to 11 a.m. The city of Aurora, in conjunction with the Northern Illinois Food Bank uh, and the Quad County Urban League, Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry, and Ward 3 Alderman Ted Messiascos, excuse me, Messiacos, will be doing even more to help the growing needs of our community. This will be taking place at Phillips Park. Cars will enter at Smith Boulevard and Fifth Avenue. Simply drive through and pick up food. Uh, that's a good thing going on, pop-up food pantry. Uh, as we know, during this COVID-19 uh, crisis and uncertainty here in our city, um, food insecurity has been greatly impacting communities. So it's good that people know that they can get something to eat. Not having anything to eat would be dire straits, and that's not good. Nobody needs to be going through that. So kudos and shout out to uh, the city of Aurora and all the uh, other entities that are taking part in that. That's really nice. All right. Um, reminder that AMVETS Post 103 at 1194 Jericho Road uh, is having a rib night, and that is Saturday. The uh, proceeds will be going to benefit local area veterans. Uh, for the price of only 15 bucks, you get a half rack of ribs, baked beans, and coleslaw. And I can tell you that the brothers at Amvets Post 103 cook really good. So, it's yes, you should you should do that. You should go there. Do that. Do that. 1194 Jericho Road. Um, they are one building over from the Aurora Food Pantry. And shout out to the Aurora Food Pantry for all the good stuff that they're doing. All right. Um, phase three reopening is tomorrow. We get started with that tomorrow. So the entire state of Illinois will move to phase three of the Restore Illinois plan on Friday, May 29th, um, with specific safety measures for each area. The following uh, establishments will be opening. Uh, restaurants with outdoor seating, barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, and other personal care services, all retail stores, excuse me, um, office buildings, manufacturing, one-on-one -on -one personal training at indoor facilities, outdoor fitness classes of up to 10 people, all gatherings of up to 10 people, boating and camping up to 10 people, indoor and outdoor tennis facilities, Golf courses with four people per tee and all state parks. You can learn more about coronavirus, excuse me, learn more at coronavirus.illinois.gov. So, yeah, boating and camping up to 10 people. Uh, a friend of mine was had a post out there talking about Starved Rock or something like that. That'd be cool, you know, go out there and get a little, you know, get your get your nature on. That's cool. Uh, I do like to camp, though, so, you know, I thought I might take uh, take my friend up on the post and everything, but, you know, we'll see. It would be nice to go, uh, man, go camping after being quarantined. That's like the exact opposite, so that's really good. All right, so um, in addition to what we will be talking about mostly today, uh, the uh, um, George Floyd situation also, um, it is disturbing to note as we do with our COVID cases that uh, we're getting close to 100,000 
deaths in this country due to this disease. Uh, as you know, we read the uh, totals daily from the CDC website. That's cdc.gov. Uh, at this moment, there are 1,678,843 total cases in the United States. And total deaths is at a sad 99,031 people. Uh, now, they have 16,429 new cases and 770 new deaths compared to yesterday's data. Uh, this, the website breaks down the data, too. They break it down, cases and deaths by state, uh, cases and deaths by county. You can select your state, and it'll give you a county uh, breakdown of county data. New cases by day, cases by age, cases by race and age, cases by ethnicity and age, um, and also um, cases and deaths among healthcare personnel. Now, all of this information again is on their website, cdc.gov. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's very sad to look at that. Um, what's also disturbing is the amount we spoke about this. I think like Tuesday last week, the amount of people who are resorting to well, what will we call it? Uncouth behavior over not being able to wear, you know, over wearing a mask in a store. I mean, spitting on people, fighting people, epithets, racial slurs. I mean, it's crazy to stoop to such levels over not being able to wear a mask. I mean, I think that's just really, that's really just small. And that's really small. Um, so we've got a... Um, there is also, in addition to the um, the pop-up market that's taking place, um, or the pop-up food drive that's taking place, um, also donate to the Aurora Food Pantry. They are a very good resource for people here in the city. They always have been, uh, and the work that they do is very, very good and is very needed. So please, um, you know, if you can, donate to the Aurora Food Pantry. They're a great place, uh, staffed by awesome people. The volunteers are awesome, too. And, uh, you know, as a person who has struggled with food insecurity once upon a time, you know, a.k.a. being hungry, uh, I can tell you that you, you are making a profound impact in a person's life when you can simply secure them a meal. So moving on to the case of qualified immunity. What is qualified immunity? Uh, we read this article, uh, I believe, in one of our first episodes. Maybe it was episode two. But qualified immunity is basically what makes it unlikely and uh, strange when it does happen, officers being charged when they do um, egregious Things like uh, kill people like George Floyd in those circumstances as well. I mean, we're talking about the circumstances of not being uh, armed or anything like that. And disproportionately of cover, uh, excuse me, disproportionately people of color um, as well. So we will uh, read from the article. The article was originally posted in, or excuse me, is a Reuters article. Uh, it's a very, very, very good article. Uh, it talks about a woman who her uh, her son was suffering a, uh, a medical incident. Police were called to the hospital um, in a confrontation with this man. They killed him. Uh, you know, they, they restricted his breathing. So we'll just read from it for you. Uh, staff at the local hospital in tiny Medill, Oklahoma, gave, excuse me, called the police in the early evening of March 24th, 2011, for help giving... Johnny Leja an injection to call him. <clears throat> Security cameras captured much of the ensuing encounter. The officers, after shooting Leja with a stun gun, follow him down a corridor, shock him again, and wrestle him to the floor. One officer then straddles his back, trying to handcuff him as the others struggle to pull his arms, pull back his arms, excuse me. They get one handcuff on. Leja goes limp. The officers step back. Hospital staff drop to Leja's side and begin a futile effort to resuscitate him. The Oklahoma Chief Medical Examiner's Office determined that Leja, his lungs already compromised by pneumonia, was starved for oxygen in a struggle with the police and died from 
respiratory insufficiency. Um, his mother sued her lawsuit in federal district court in Muskie, uh, excuse me, Muskogee, Oklahoma, alleged that the officers used excessive force, violating her son's civil rights under the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, which protects against unreasonable search and seizure. But almost immediately, her case had a formidable obstacle, a little-known legal doctrine called qualified immunity. This 50-year-old creation, wow, 50-year-old creation, <clears throat> excuse me, this 50-year-old creation of the U.S. Supreme Court is meant to protect government employees from frivolous litigation. Let's read that again. This 50-year-old creation of the United States Supreme Court is meant to protect government employees from frivolous litigation. Frivolous litigation could be best described as unnecessary lawsuits. I mean, I, I think that that's, you know, that's basically how you could explain that for someone who's not familiar with or uh, astute in legalese, but that's what that means. Let's read it again. But almost immediately, her case hit a formidable obstacle, a little-known legal doctrine called qualified immunity. This 50-year-old creation of the U.S. Supreme Court is meant to protect government employees from frivolous litigation. <clears throat> in recent years, however, it has become a highly effective shield in thousands of lawsuits seeking to hold cops accountable when they are accused of using excessive force. Even when courts find police used too much force, they still often grant immunity. A few cases, Garrett Voss, during a mental health crisis, is shot dead exiting a store in Newport Beach, California. David Becker suffers brain damage after a cop smashes his head to the ground in Heber City, Utah. Laszlo Latitz, shot dead while in a car and trying to reverse away from police in Ferndale, Michigan. And the cases, uh, the cases are many. At first, it looked like um, Mr. Leja's mom would clear the huddle, the hurdle. The judge, hearing her case, and then a federal appeals court rejected the officer's claim of qualified immunity. The judge, hearing her case, and then a federal appeals court rejected the officer's claim of qualified immunity. Wow, claiming qualified immunity after killing a guy with pneumonia. In a hospital. The appeals panel <clears throat> based its decision on a two-question test courts use to weigh police requests for immunity. The first is whether the evidence shows or could convince a jury that the officers used excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment. The second question is whether the officers should have known they were breaking clearly established, in quotations, law, a Supreme Court coinage for a court precedent that had already found similar police actions to have been illegal. I don't know if you caught that, so we're going to read it again. The appeals panel based its decision on a two-question test courts used to weigh police requests for immunity. So when the police request for immunity after they kill somebody, the appeals panel is going to decide whether they get granted immunity or not. And here's how they do it. They first question whether the evidence shows or could convince a jury that the officers used excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment. So that would be a yes. The second question is whether the officers should have known they were breaking quote, clearly established law, whether the officers should have known they were breaking clearly established law, a Supreme Court coinage for a court precedent that had already found similar police actions to have been illegal. To both questions, the court determined the answer was yes. Then, at the officer's request, the Supreme Court intervened. The justices ordered the appeals court to reconsider its ruling, indicating that they disagreed with the lawyer with the lower court. Back at the appeals court, 
Aldaba's lawyer argued, as he had the first time around, that the cop's treatment of Lasia was clearly established as illegal. To support his argument, he cited earlier cases in which police were held liable for using excessive force on unarmed, mentally compromised people. Not similar enough, the court now said. So the cops had no reason to think they were breaking the law. The police got immunity, and his mother's case was dead. That's insane. That is insane. The lawyer said, yes, the cops should have known that what they were doing was clearly established as illegal because here's all these other police who were held liable for using excessive force on unarmed, mentally compromised people, a.k.a. Mr. Lasia in this story. Qualified immunity is the end result or the law. Not similar enough. The cops had no reason to think that they were breaking the law. That's the underlining statement right there. That is the underlining statement right there. The cops had no reason to think they were breaking the law. It makes me feel that there was a mistake, but we can't win. Aldaba, his mom, said, we can't win fighting the cops. And qualified immunity, grant or deny. Um, so far, we're going to step into this next part um, about the appellate courts, but our um, good friend and co-host Big Sal will be on talking to us as well about this, and uh, we will get to that at 8.30. Um, so qualified immunity, appellate courts apply a two-part test to determine whether to grant immunity to police accused of using excessive force, and here's how the test was applied in 252 cases from 2015 to 2019. Wow. 252 cases from 2015 to 2019? I thought it was serve and protect. What is that? How could there possibly be? Right? How could there possibly be 252 cases in a four-year period And all of them were granted immunity? That can't be right. Right? Right? That can't be right. <laughs> Surely. Surely it can't be right? That would be against the entire notion of serve and protect. I don't know. That sounds strange. That sounds strange to me. How could it be? Either the cops aren't serving and protecting, or maybe this data is wrong. Let's read it again. Appellate courts apply a two-part test to determine whether to grant immunity to police accused of using excessive force. Here's how the test was applied in 252 cases from 2015 to 2019. In part one, the court considers whether police used excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. If yes, the court moves to part two of the test. If no, qualified immunity is granted immediately. Wow. It's two parts. If it's a, if it's a no on the first part, the, the immunity is granted right there. So I don't know about you, but that sounds like a rigged system. What is that? What is that? We're also going to read a poem from our uh, our dear friend too when we come back uh, from the uh, from our musical break, which will be starting here momentarily. But think about that. Two-part test. In part one, the court considers whether police use excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If yes, the court moves to part two of the test. If no, qualified immunity is granted immediately. I find that disturbing. The time is now 821. Tune in to Good Morning Aurora.
Back on Good Morning Aurora. The time is now 8.26 a.m. 8.26 a.m. on Thursday, May 28th, 2020. Uh, Got a poem that I saw extremely well written, uh, very well written. There's a group on uh, Facebook, Wellness Evolution. So uh, it's a uh, very good poem. Just wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, It's called I Feel Your Pain. The history books taught me that the injustices of the past were long extinct. The black and white photos seemed ancient as a child. Trying to wrap my mind around the previous generation's reality. Feeling relief that civil rights happened. Only to slowly realize certain freedoms don't apply to all. And deadly hate still exists. How can we be free When the color of your skin is a threat. When children are kept in cages. Where systems are broken. As many fall through cracks traumatized. In this land of opportunity. I must recognize my privileges. This is not my story to tell. But it is my duty to listen. It is my duty to do better. RBG said it best. All I ask of our brethren is that they will take their feet from off our necks. Very, very, very well-written poem. Um, so shout out to its author, a great person by the name of Zelly Zells. Um, very good poem. Uh, I think one of the best things um, to at least be able to be, to be displayed in times like this where we have the... Uh, 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 tension around the uh, incidents with George Floyd is that we can at least be able to see, identify, and talk to uh, and read poetry like that that's written by people very, very well versed uh, in the struggle as well and willing to speak out on behalf, you know, of other people and for other people. 
that's very positive. So that poem was very well written. Had to share it when I saw it this morning with you guys. It's a very, very good poem. And once again for you, uh, just to let you know, I will be posting this on our uh, Facebook and Instagram too. But it's called I Feel Your Pain. That's the name of the poem. All right. So the time is now 8.29 a.m. As you guys know, we do our chops. Uh, today, we will be chopping with our co-host, Sam. Uh, Sam, or excuse me, Sal. Sal uh, did a uh, great interview yesterday with uh, Chad, the owner of Treadwell Coffee. Check that out. Very good interview. That's online, Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, too. It's very good. Aurora, shout out. Downtown, stand up. Um, I think we can hear the Sal's on the line. Sal, what's up, baby? Hey, man. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right, man. How you feeling? I'm good. You know, there's just like those days on Monday. Some days you're you're up and at them, and sometimes they're up and at you, you know? Oh, man, you said it. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you're either giving it or you're getting it. So. I know. And I, you know, and I think it's it's... To make a successful life, to, to be continuously successful, is, is having that knee-jerk reaction <coughs> to respond positively to things that come at you that are, like, really negative and, and, and that can, you know, really break break, break some of the spirit. But, um, but yeah, so we're, we're on the way to work and we're, we're doing our best to make sure the vibration I am emitting is helping others instead of hurting. I feel you. Right. Exactly. Um, so the, uh, incident with Mr. George Floyd and the, uh, article, uh, we read parts of it, parts from it today. Um, qualified immunity. Uh, now here's the thing. We'll get into, so the, what did you think about the incident, first of all? I mean, I think it's going to wake a lot of people up. Right. I think, I mean, I think you kind of have to see that as, you know, I I think it's, I think, I hope that it opens up a, a larger conversation that doesn't get bogged down in divisiveness because it's, you know, it's, I don't want to see it turn brother against brother. And what I think it needs to say is, is like, okay, what's going on with our rights here? Like, overall, what's going on here? Like, we need to take a supreme look. And if you're of one race, you can't say, oh, that's not my race, that's not a problem. Or if you're in one, it's like, oh, it's, it's this other person's problem. Like, this is a problem that has to be fixed in society today. Right. Now, the the thing that also, and this is my opinion, um, you know, as because I'm the kind of person, you know, I'm, I've not been able to really fully subscribe to the uh, belief that, um, uh, you know, the the worst of two evils, you know, you got to have some you got to have some police protection. But, hey, cops got a hard job. And and that's because of the. Um, qualified immunity thing. I want to read this to you, and I want to get your your impact on it. All right. So this, because this really bothers me, and this is what I've tried to let people know about what the system actually is. You know, it's not just miscellaneous violence that occurs every now and then. That would be one thing if it wasn't underpinned by law. So anyway. So we read that uh, there was a lady in Oklahoma. Her son had a uh, had pneumonia, but he had a mental illness. Mm-hmm. He was in the hospital. He's a big, uh, big dude. He starts, you know, getting out of control. So the uh, staff, the, the the place in Oklahoma is tiny. It's like a tiny, dusty town. Anyway, they call the police. The police wrestle him to the floor. He dies because of lack of oxygen. The police requested qualified immunity, like. It's a thing, you know, that's not just 
you know, that's not just me at eight thirty in the morning making that up. Like it's, it's no, no, no. yeah. This is a real. That's that's I mean, this is a real. Yeah, thing. they applied for it. Okay, so when the shit hit the fan, they applied for it. Now, what happens is, is that um, the Supreme Court says the Supreme Court, the cops, well, the first appeals panel ruled in favor of the mom. They took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court was then they came out and said that. Uh, they based its decision on a two. They overturned it. They rejected. You know, they said that the officers have immunity. The appeals panel based its decision on a two-question test. Okay, the first is whether the evidence shows that uh, the evidence could convince a jury that the officers used excessive force in violation of the Fourth Amendment. The second question is whether the officers should have known they were breaking the law, and that right there. Is the you know the Supreme Court says that the officers don't know that they're breaking the law. Like, think about that. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. And, and, the, and the only thing, but they're what, what I think that they're trying to like, what they're trying to to play on. This is what I. This, this is how I think that they're they're, they're trying to say it. Is that like. Okay, like if you've ever been in a fight or if you've ever been in anything, um, you know, and your adrenaline's going and you're just in this total fight or flight mode, you, you might not think clearly. But I don't think that's a good enough excuse when there's systematic, you know, I mean, you know, you're starting to watch, I started watching the, you know, we were talking about Netflix, like I don't watch much of it, but I'm starting to watch the Epstein thing and like, you know, how many, you know, there was... There was so much, you know, that was able to get away with, you know, that, you know, as documented, it's public knowledge now, it's out there. Like things that you're just able to get away with where if you were, you know, in a certain financial class or, you know, when you look at the numbers, when you, that there's like a systematic, you know, disparage between, you know, other people when it's quantified in, in, in these kind of ways. But I just, I, I think the Aurora uh, chief, a police made a good statement yesterday about it where she was like, you know, you know, real police officers don't need to look for justifications. It was like something that I, I don't want to miss. I saw that. No, no, no. Something. I saw that. That's a good paraphrase. It was something like that. It yeah. was on Twitter. I saw that. Yeah. It was a good statement. But you know what? But here's the thing, though. This isn't a diss to uh, Chief Zeman because I think she's the shit. Yeah. But she see, she's coming from that because um, uh, she's a member of the LBGT community, you know, so yeah. I appreciate that from her because it's like you know, police departments are rough too. It's kind of like being, I've never been a cop, but I've been in the military. Like there's a lot of like gay slurs and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, you have to establish who you are as a person and they're going to like that or, or get bounced. You know what I'm saying? So she, I saw that statement and I liked it because like, yeah, she's got a, she's coming, she's not black, but she's coming from a class of people who aren't looked upon finally you know that's all sin and all this other kind of shit so yeah that's i saw that statement and that was that was good yeah and that's you know one of the you know and and that's where this is now you know if 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 we are a podcast of of positivity and you know we're gonna be inundated for the next you know two to three days like you know, be ready because it's going to be a lot of live streams coming from Minneapolis and it's going to instill a lot of anger, rightful, justified anger, and, you know, a, a lot of things. But the only silver lining is, is like, I don't care, like, how old school your beliefs are or, you know, if, if you were ingrained this way because you, you can you can justify hatred because you grew up a certain way or whatever you want to say. Like, I think the only positive is this, is like, this is even going to turn you know, some big attempts to be like, all right, you know, like that was fucked up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that dude, like for maybe forging a check, like you put your knee on his neck, like, I don't know. Like that's a lot. <laughs> well, I think that, yeah. I think that the, uh, you know, um, I think the, the sh- here's the thing about it. Like for me, this is just me, though, because I'm, like, going to show my age right now. But, like, 
It, for me, it was the new Rodney King tape. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's for me. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why is because like the Rodney King incident, the the parallel between both of them is like the Rodney King incident was like you got to see the evilness of like the police officer. And I don't want to sound. I don't want to say that it's a good. Well, I'll, I'll say it's a, it's a good thing in this case because like you can see, like it goes to plainly show you that the slogan "serve and protect" cannot something you know right like that's a bad slogan. It's just you know the the stark contrast is there to see. Uh, yeah, that was the Rodney King incident was in 1991. I was nine years old, so. I was old enough to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was old enough to get it. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate that nine-year-olds today, you know, are able to see that. But perhaps... And then have to hear, well, yeah. have to hear the anger from the people that they love. That's going to be in them forever and rightful. You know, and it's like... Oh, how to say it? It's just the. I sometimes think like the 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 way that the system looks down on people is is like the system itself. It looks at like a dollar amount or like looks at like where you're at in society and like it doesn't discriminate to fucking people over at times. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Just, yep. You, you know, and it's like, and it's like that part of it it's like you know it does get more headlines but i mean what's the easiest population to control one divided amongst itself you know like i mean that's that's the thing we have we have in certain parts of the country people at at they're trying to take our governor they're trying to recall him they're trying to say you know you're taking away all these rights like the, the the rights issue that's going on in this country is crazy i mean We've never been locked down. We've never been, you know, in this situation where, you know, where, where, where travel has been in, inhibited. Like, it started small with just DUI checkpoints. So, and then now all of a sudden something happens that is like, and now we're going to be furthermore. And rightfully so. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it angers me, you know, the same. You know, I mean, that, that watching that, like, and see, like, oh my God, like, yo, y'all better look out. Like, they're going to burn this place down. Like, what the hell? Like, I mean, something's got to be done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you can only, the powder keg's going to explode one of these days, and all we can hope and pray for is is that leaders, community leaders get together if it has to be from certain age groups or there has to be some sort of meetings, like, you know, between, you know, community leaders uh, across the country of, like, you know, all races and creeds, and like you have to be like, look, like this has to be a situation that is talked about now with ample steps to move forward. Because what the fuck else are we gonna do? Argue for so, so we have grandkids, and it's still gonna be this like, you know, like there's gonna be this disparage between races and stuff. Like, is that gonna is that how we're gonna continue to live? Right. Like you could say what you want. Like people are like, oh well, you know, it's gotten better. Da da da. Like well, in a lot of sense it has, and a lot of sense it hasn't. Like so. That has to be addressed. It has to be addressed now. Otherwise, this the, the Constitution is it doesn't make sense because then not all are you're, you're not saying all are created equal. Hmm. You know, like you're, you're not saying that. And right. so, as Americans, like you and I are Americans, we are we are we are our brothers from the same said, Yes, do do our ancestors come from different places? Mine, Italy, your Africa, sure, right. But what does that matter in our existence right now? Because I don't look at. I, we, I think we were one of the first generation of kids that were at least, if called a minority, or whatever, were able to see, a, like, to see past it. Like, we, I remember being in school and, like, our curriculum started to change, where we started to learn about different things, where it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I remember my grandma telling me about the prejudice she had from, you know, they called her what? Being Italian, you know, without papers. You know, and right. and things like that. You know what I mean? Of course, not to like I wouldn't compare the two like from an overall standpoint, but at least I can emphasize to be like, all right, like something, something has to be done. Like, I mean, and, and it has to be, or or it's 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 going to be really ugly. 
because how, how could you not how how can i how can i look at my son and say and and, and we're watching the news and 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 we see this and me what, what am i supposed to say to him i could only imagine if i knew the guy or like it was just another long thing like another Ferguson, another something like that like you know what I mean? Like now you're you're starting to get people mad, right? And and you can't contain that, anger, especially when we've been locked down this long. But but we have to say, is that part of this overall plan to just make the North American Union just like European Union? What do you mean by that? So there a while back. Europe used to be separate countries that right. had their own sovereignty and da 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 da. Right. So then all of a sudden, they you know threw off the immigration, like they just let all anything go, blah blah blah. Oh my God, there's this chaos. We need to create this trade block, the European Union. Right. And so now they're under the EU. They have a one. They have a one dollar. You know they have the euro. Um, you know and blah 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 blah. blah. Well, there's certain things that are written saying that. That that's just the first part. The second part would be the North American Union and then the Pacific Rim region. And so in the North American Union, that would be Canada, the United States, and Mexico, all one country. The North American Union, just like the European Union. Uh, I see, right. You know? And so, but the only way for that to really work is America would have to completely crash. It would have to fall. It would have to do just like Europe. It would have to fall. It would have to be... A police state, it would have to be there to then bring America down. Because you could go from a prince to a pauper in America in a day. Like, that's why, like, I get it. Like, we need to have more compassionate capitalism. But I never want to see capitalism go because I, I want tomorrow I could make $20 million if I could. Like, in a lot of places in this world, you couldn't. You, there's no way that you could, you know, I mean, uh, uh, your odds are so small that you could ever become that or become the, the top of your field, you know. Or whatever the case is, so so I'm 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 still for that. Now the the way that it's set up, the way it was written, like yes, there's there's a lot of things that's there, but I I just I I think the anger is justified. I'm angry. I'm I'm everyone around me is at their breaking point with this, you know, with this restriction and like all the time lost and you know interaction and human touch and all these questions about masking. So. I just, I, I'm just personally going to just be to stay watching. Okay, what what's the bigger picture here? What 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 is this trying to accomplish? Could they incite these riots? Could these things be incited? Like, was that walk, was that walk from Central America to to the border? Was that legit? You know, or was that to instill anger amongst people in this country to sway votes? You know, like what what are we what are we watching here? Before I go after my brother or my person that's next to me who I might share a lawn with or that I share a street with before I'm going to be angry at him or I'm going to just have this I'm going to watch this news station that's going to tell me how to feel I need to make sure myself that that there's not a bigger picture and 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 how can we heal this and if the healing has to come through prayer and meditation then the healing has to come through prayer and meditation is it that literally the age group of of 30 to 40 or 30 to 45 you know, or 25 to, to 45 has to say, like, we're going to make this conference where, you know, if you feel you're a community leader or that you, you have something to say, like, we have to have a roundtable. Like, this has to get done. There has to be some 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 uh, uh, growth. And hopefully this is a t- this can be a time we can all get past the anger and we can have a giant growth and a leap of humanity, like an, a new enlightenment, or a new renaissance period. Right. But right now, it's the fucking anger that is very, very dangerous situation right now because this, this one, this one pushed people really far. What's, what's the worst confrontation you ever had with a police officer? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I know it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I gotta know if I'm gonna incriminate myself completely. Okay, yeah, we're not gonna do. <laughs> There was one time, there was one time, there, there was one time where, um, you know, where, where I think I, it, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things where, you know, it was minor. We were at a park that was too late and it was in a pretty affluent neighborhood. And I, you know, the place I grew up was not, you know, it was nice. It was fine, you know, but I mean, it wasn't, you wouldn't consider where I grew up like a rich neighborhood. 
not that people were, not, you know, it's just what it was. Right. So we were in what you would typically say is like a rich neighborhood. Well, my name is Salvatore, you know, and, and I was not in like the town that I, you know, would typically be. And he goes to me, he goes, what am I speaking Italian to you? And I was like, what? Like, excuse me? Like, what? How could you say that to me? I'm like a kid. Like, you know, I'm like, that's really inappropriate to say something like, you know, my name is Italian. Like, how could you say that? Right. And it stuck with me forever. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, at times when you're with peers, you know how it is. Like, you know, where you're around people and I'm like, eh. like, I'm not just buying that narrative, like, you know, that people have to say all the time, you know? No, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I you know what? I didn't uh I wasn't uh expecting that uh that you would, you know, share something that was too bad. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, about exactly. that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't prep that earlier. No. Just, That's okay. That's okay. Came off yeah, the mic with it. Okay. Yeah, I actually yeah. um I just uh the the reason why this um disturbs me is that like having grown yeah. up and everything and seeing that taking a different stand in like local community issues and things like there are things that can be done. I, I know that the, I know that the people do have power, but I was under, I know that the people weren't aware of like the laws that underpin certain things. And I think that what this time is to your point about uh, things having to change, I agree that things have to change. Like, and there needs to be like concrete changes on these laws that would go a long way. Cause I think that one of the things that, infuriates people again to your point where like there's these there's these breaking points is that like you know when you got people who you know i don't know work at walmart or something like that or they you know what are they whatever their job is like if they don't go to work or they do something they get fired you know know. and it's like not until these like these these cops got fired but when i was growing up and in so many other cases like one of the things that you do know is that cops don't get fired. And that's actually what I wanted to tell you about because this officer had over a dozen incidents. He has, he's a 19-year veteran. He's had over a dozen um, complaints against his conduct, um, but he also has been awarded for valor by the police department. And it's like that infuriates people to that breaking point because it's like if you get – if you show up – to work too many times late, you'll get fired. How could you be a police officer for 19 years with dozens of complaints and not face no disciplinary action? Like, how is that possible? That's just a slap in the face of the citizenry. Uh, The time is now 8.51 a.m. Now, despite this um, uh, conversation that we're having uh, about this tragic situation, with George Floyd, we are still going to stick to our um, signing off with a positive message, and we're still going to, uh, uh, at the very least, let you guys know out there in podcast land that uh, we do care, and uh, we're going to, you know, give us all something to think about that's good. So, uh, Sal, what you got going on? Uh, how's, how's things over there? Bright Oaks, let us know what uh, what the residents are doing what activities you got planned you know, today? I saw a lot of smiling faces, man. I saw a lot of smiling faces uh, on the gram. I see a yeah, lot. Man, we, uh, <laughs> I see a lot of happiness we're, over there. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're keeping the faith. And we're going to just, um, you know, we're going to see what today brings. We're going to try to get outside, which is um, what I know makes a lot of people happy. And, um, you know, we're just going to be talking to people and just talking to family. Um, I'm about to walk in now, and what I think I'll I'll, I'll leave you, you know, with is if you know we whoever listens to this when this happens that you know we take a deep breath together and we just we ask whatever your inner monologue, your connection to this life energy that has us all here, that a healing energy be placed over our world. Um, over our hearts and over our minds because we can do so many wonderful things. We've built skyscrapers and planes and medical advances and we've also done some horrible, horrible things to this earth and to each other. And for that, collectively, I know there's a part of every one of us that is sorry for the things that we've done to each other and to this world and we thank you 
for the time here. And I hope from this moment forward that Healing Energy shelters Minneapolis, the families of people who are lost, this, the, the people who might be on the edge, um, losing their jobs or you know, losing their families because of this. We ask for, for healing energy. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that very much. That's good. Good way, good thing to uh, leave the folks with. Uh, the time is now 8.53 a.m. Our brother Sal is going to get back to uh, what he is doing. He's going to get started. We're going to get started over here. Uh, so peace and love to everybody out there. Uh, this is Good Morning Aurora signing off. Peace.